This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome. I've just realised as I've done this that the microphone's going to sound really weird. Hold on, two seconds. You're going to hear you're going to hear me properly in just a minute. This is this is why we fix things. There we go. <laughs> I don't know why that happened. Good morning. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a fantastic time so far this week and are ready to indulge in more Arsenal goodness. Um, let's uh, let's say good morning to people joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, uh, good morning to Olu. Good morning to Simon and Answer and Ife and Paul. Uh, good morning to Marcus and Amira and Martin at Arsenal Analyze. Good morning, David, Martin, uh, Matt G. Good morning to you. Kieran, Kevin, Stephen, Dixit, Dixit, Dixit. We're going to go for Dixit. <laughs> I think it's Dixit. Good morning, everybody else in the chat box. I hope the audio is now smooth and clean and clear, but it wasn't going to be a second ago. So I'm hoping that it's all fine. Now, that classic British way of fixing something by taking out the USB stick, putting back the USB stick, that, that's how we fix all world problems. Um, anyway, make sure that you do get hold of a ticket because there are less than six remaining. Link in the description for the biggest Arsenal football prize that is there. Unreal. Uh, as I've mentioned before, you can win a signed Pirates shirt, signed Jumberg shirt, signed Bergkamp shirt, an Arsenal home and away kit from this season. Tickets to Arsenal Brighton, tickets to Arsenal Zurich, a signed Paul Merson shirt, a signed shirt of other other things. There's lots of shirts and they're signed. Uh, the other one is uh, a Paul, uh, a Ray Parler signed Arsenal montage. And the other one is a Tony Adams, Charlie George and Liam Brady signed custom framed Arsenal shirt as well. Link in the description. Less than six tickets to go. Go and check it out. Can't say any more than that. I, I feel as though I'm starting to try and emulate Elliot of the Arsenal vision when he does his adverts because they are incredibly funny to listen to. And I need to step up my advert game. That is for sure. Um, as mentioned yesterday, we did do a preview show for the Brentford game on Tuesday. If you have not checked that out yet, is the pinned video on the channel. So do go indeed, go back and give that a watch if you haven't done so already um mark ganella 
is to leave Arsenal. Uh, he will be replaced by Kate Lawrence, who is uh, kind of stepping up to succeed Mark in the director of communications role for next season. Uh, Mark has simply taken the decision to step down. He's been with the club a very, very long time through Arsene Wenger, Unai Emery, and now Mikel Arteta. Um, he was actually, you know, he's been at the club so long. I remember pictures seeing him uh, doing the tour with Arsenal when Mikel Arteta was a player. Um, and yeah, it's uh, as as someone who obviously works in in media and that it's uh, it's a shame to see Mark leave. And I look forward to uh, future work with Kate and and wish her the absolute best of luck in the new role at the club as well. So best of luck, and of course best of luck to Mark in whatever he goes on to do next. Uh, Arsenal's games against PSV and Manchester City. Uh, have been, well, PSV has been rearranged. That's the first thing to talk about. 20th of October at 6pm at home. So the week before the away game, which will take place on the 27th of October, that has meant that the match against Manchester City has been postponed. That will take place now next year. I actually wrote a piece yesterday which kind of theorised around if Arsenal, and this is a big, massive, giant, unlikely if, but if Arsenal were to get to the final of the Europa League, the Carabao Cup, and the FA Cup, which, yes, sounds ridiculous, but just bear with me one second. If they were to do that, because of the postponements of the Everton and Manchester City games, it would mean that Arsenal would have to play 44 games in 24 weeks. That is mad. I mean, considering the fact that Arsenal have the ability to probably get to, I don't know what, uh, the, the quarterfinals, semifinals, at least the semifinals of the Europa League minimum, you know, I'd hope that we win it as a minimum, but you'd expect us to get hopefully to the semi-finals of the Europa League. The FA Cup, we have got a great record of getting through that competition other than last season. Less said about that, the better. And of course, we reached the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup last season. We're knocked out by Liverpool. So it is well within the realms of possibility that Arsenal go quite far in these competitions. But the fact if if they were to get to the final of each one, they would have to play 44 games in 24 weeks. That's mental. That's a game less than every under four days. That's a game in less than four days throughout 24-week periods. That's crazy. And that's kind of the situation that we are in, um, for sure. I've just seen one of the best comments I've ever seen in the chat box. <laughs> Gunella, but not forgotten. Hambo <laughs> Gumble, that, was, that is excellent. And I have to read that out. I'm sure Mark would be giggling. Um, Arsenal's 25-man squad... Um, has been revealed on the official Premier League website. Some interesting selections. Uh, Cedric, uh, Gabriel Elneny, Gabriel Jesus, Fabio Vieira, uh, Rob Holding. Uh, I love finding out kind of the players' middle names and things. Robert Samuel Holding. Um, George Lewis, Reese Nelson, Ed Wood, Nketiah, um, <laughs> Martin Odegaard, Thomas uh, Partey, Aaron Ramsdale, Sambi Lakonga, Matt Smith, uh, Emil Smith-Rowe, Kieran Tinney, Takira Tomiyasu, Matt Turner, Benjamin White, of course, uh, Granit Xhaka and Alexander Zinchenko. Now, you'll notice that Martinelli, Saka and Saliba all are not in that 25-man squad list. But the reason for that is, of course, they don't need to be registered outside of the under-21s. So they are in the under-21s section of that announcement. It's a very, very, very long list. I'm not going to bore you with it all. You can find it on the Premier League website. Very long list. Uh, the interesting part of this, obviously, that is both Matt Smith and George Lewis have been named on the 25-man squad list. That's because of their age. Um, so, yeah, that that's basically the reason as to why. 
they're there. Um, and there's a lot of players, of course, that are on loan named in the other list of youth talent as well. It's good that we don't have to worry about naming Saliba and Martinelli. But what the frustration, I think, is that we've only named 24 on this list. Uh, maybe even less than that, actually. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. We've only named 21 players on our 25-man squad list. Sorry, I know that counting on a podcast is incredibly invigorating and enjoyable to listen to. Um, but we've, yeah, we've only named 21 players out of the 25. Now, Saliba, Gabriel Martinelli and Saka obviously make up a bigger part of that. And George Lewis and Matt Smith aren't necessarily really part of the full, first full team plans. I know Matt Smith has been on the bench, but they're not really part of, of kind of that senior squad as of yet. Smith, who knows? Maybe get some minutes in the Europa League. We'll have to wait and see. But it does show that we had wiggle room in the summer transfer window to do more. I think that's going to be the frustration for most people reading through this is, you know, that I think this is going to change. And, and that's why I need it. Uh, Ritzian says, Tom, you have two shows premiering on the 27th at 9am. I think I saw that. Uh, what you probably would have seen in the... I need still need to work through all the logistics. So if there's wrong times and stuff, don't worry. I am going to change those. You probably saw a load of shows pop up on your sub feed uh, on YouTube yesterday. The reason for that is because yesterday afternoon, evening, I was um, sorting out kind of a lot of the, I was just basically uploading all the content that's going to go out over the honeymoon series. So you can actually have a look at some of the content that's coming up. You won't be able to watch that content until the days that they are going to drop and you should get information about when that is on the, uh, there's a little kind of tab at the bottom that tells you when they're going to go. So yeah, you can clearly see I've been working ridiculously hard to try and get you content, but don't worry. Any of those times that look a bit off or dates that look a bit off, don't worry. I'm going to go back and sort all of them out. So it's just making sure they are uploaded. That's what I cared about more at this moment in time. But thank you for pointing that out. Um, Charlie Patino uh, has returned to action, came off the bench last night for Blackpool uh, in their game against Rotherham, which is also significant because of course, Brooke Norton Cuffey plays for uh, for Rotherham. Obviously, that's the first time the two teams have met so far this season. Uh, it's expected that Charlie Pitino will have more of a kind of key role in the game against Millwall at the weekend. But coming off the bench is obviously a big, big relief, I think, for Blackpool in particular because he's had that he had that what looked to be a really serious knee injury that he's now thankfully recovered from. Unfortunately, uh, there was a bad side to this game. Brooke Norton Cuffey did come off injured during the game. Uh, manager Paul Warren spoke afterwards in which he said, Brooke Norton Cuffey was going down the tunnel after coming off. And then the second goal went in. He heard the roar and he came sprinting back out onto the touchline. I don't think he's done his hamstring any good. Um, so obviously there's a split here. He's got a hamstring injury. This can be short or long term. However, as Paul Warner's described there, he did come out sprinting from the tunnel when Rotherham scored their second goal. So it can't be too bad, but it's not going to be great that he was sprinting out of the tunnel after injuring his hamstring. Hopefully he's not out for too long, but it does seem to be like a minor hamstring injury at a minimum right now. Hopefully we get more information on this. And once we do, I'll make sure to give you that information as soon as feasibly possible. So there you go. Um, now our headline story of the day is Omar, uh, not Omar Rekich, because for some reason it's decided not to save my slideshow, which is annoying. But Mikhailo Mudrik scored again. Brilliant, brilliant goal. If you haven't yet seen it, make sure you go and check it out for Shakhtar Donetsk yesterday in the Champions League. It was what a finish, what a run, the speed, the control, the dribbling, 
you can see why Clive is absolutely obsessed with this guy. Uh, he's a very, very exciting talent. Arsenal wants him. Arsenal have gone in for him in the summer window. They've kind of inquired about him. We've not made anything kind of an official bid. And of course, we know from hearing from the man himself when he spoke to Ben Jacobs of CBS Sports that he couldn't say no to Arsenal if they were to agree a deal with Shakhtar. Will we go back in for him in January? I would be surprised because I feel as though midfield will take more of a priority. But Mikhailo Mudrik is a hell of a player, it seems, and certainly one that Arsenal fans should be excited if indeed we are able to get our hands on him between now and the end of even the winter, maybe next summer's transfer window. So there you go. That is all of today's stories. Make sure you go and check out uh, our preview show if I haven't said so already, but we're going to take your questions in part two. So now's the time for you guys to throw those into the chat box after this quick break. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As I said before, there's just under six tickets. I think five remain for this Arsenal Mega Bundle prize. Link in the description. Crazy prizes worth getting involved with. Find out all the details of the link in the description as per. But let's tackle your questions. Okay, let's jump into the chat. Says Lynn says, Tom, enjoy your holiday. Thank you for the shows and supporting us fans. And I'm sure we'll keep supporting you for a long time to come. Thanks, Lynn. Yeah, look, a lot of work's gone into kind of producing a lot of content to go out whilst I am away. Uh, I've tried to make it so there shouldn't even be a day that we miss. Um, the first show of the honeymoon, what I'm describing as the honeymoon series, will be uh, on Sunday, the morning of the Brentford game. I'll be on a plane at that point. That's going to be a show with Mike, Andy and Drew talking a lot about the season so far and looking ahead to the Brentford game. So that's definitely an up-to-date show you're going to get. Then we've got some brilliant pieces of content with the likes of Blog. Uh, I did a recorded show yesterday with Clive from the Arsenal Vision podcast talking about sculpting Arsenal's kind of potential title-challenging group. We've done a loan update on the likes of Norton Cuffey, Charlie Patino, uh, Pepe, Tavares, um, Balogun, and all the others as well in kind of a summary with some fantastic guests. Uh, spoken to Sophie and, and Kev Campbell from Highbury Squad. Amanda and Albert have done a show together. Um, and I'm hoping to do a few more. Dan Potts has done a show with me, talking a lot, obviously, about, who, you know, Arteta. So, yeah, there's lots of content to come whilst I'm away. I've still got to record a couple more shows. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be, hopefully, great for you guys to see all of that stuff 
um, whilst I'm away. And uh, I hope that you subscribe and like the content still and help support the channel whilst I'm away because it would mean a hell of a lot. But thank you for the continued support. Uh, Gunnaray David said, any news on Emil Smith-Rowe? Uh, we are expected to hear from Mikel Arteta tomorrow in his press conference. So we will find out more about his situation then. Um, and when we do, it's hope that it will be positive. Uh, him and Smith, him and Cedric were recovering together. It didn't seem like it was too bad of an injury, just kind of a recovery from a groin issue that he's suffered before. Hopefully it's not too bad, but uh, we should find out more in the press conference tomorrow. Um, Abdul says, Tom, apparently two Arsenal scouts went to watch Mudrick at that game. I'm unsurprised. Arsenal scouts go all over Europe every single day of the week to try and watch games. So it would make sense because he is one of our targets that we are indeed watching. But good bit of information there, Abdul. Uh, Reese says, Tom, do you think Maguire makes the England squad today? Probably, because Southgate has his favourites, even though he's not been playing. If Ben White is not in there and Maguire is in there, it's a joke. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Ronald says, will George Lewis and Matt Smith make it at Arsenal? I see them being sold. George Lewis, I am very, very doubtful. I don't think George Lewis will make it at Arsenal. I think he will eventually move on from the club. Matt Smith, I don't know. Um, he has done well. He's enjoyed his loan spells. He's done his time away from the club. There's a reason why he's being kind of picked for the squad as kind of that depth option and the youth option on the bench. He's training with the senior squad consistently. He's integrated himself with the senior players. When I was at the training ground last week, he came out with the likes of Ben White and Tierney, etc. So he is integrating himself with those senior stars. And uh, we'll have to wait and see what comes of him. I know there's other people that feel he's got a higher ceiling than the likes of Charlie Patino. I've seen some comments in the comment section suggesting I don't necessarily agree with that myself. But it's intriguing seeing how highly rated he already is amongst some of the fan base. Fouad says, who would you say is our best finisher in the team? Best finisher? It's got to be between Gabriel Jesus, of course, and I think potentially, I was going to say Gabriel Martinelli, but that said, he has missed a fair few. So I think it probably is Jesus or Nketiah. Nketiah in those chances near the goal can be really clinical, really clinical. It's just about getting the ball to him in those situations and getting him in the right place at the right time. Get him in those dangerous positions and I back him to score. Uh, Marcus says, no show live from the plane. Where is your commitment? <laughs> Keep up the great work. Thanks, Marcus. Um, Archie says, what are the odds of Kane and other Spurs players leaving international duties early as per usual before the North London derby? We'll have to wait and see, Archie. Yeah, if that happens... I mean, the positive for us is that no Brazilian players are going. Gabriel, uh, Martinelli and Jesus all will be remaining with Arsenal over the international break, which means they'll get full rest ahead of the derby, which is really, really good for us. Um, Christopher says, don't forget the round of 32 has gone in the Europa League now. It goes to the last 16 and you get a buy into the last eight if you win. That's not true. The round of six, the round of 32 still remains, to my understanding. Um, if you finish second in the group, Christopher, you go into the round of 32 against the teams that drop down from the Champions League. If you do manage to, um, if you do manage to win uh, your group, you go into the the last 16, and then you progress to the quarterfinal and the uh, semi-final and the final. There is still a round of 32, but it is only for the teams that finish second in the group stage. So. Uh, there's no forgetting that. I think you've just got that a little bit muddled. Uh, Matt G says, Tom, do you think we're making too much of Mudrick's Arsenal comments? I think he wants to move to the Prem, not specifically Arsenal. Yeah, of course. You know, he wasn't asked, would you only choose Arsenal? He was asked, would you, like, there's been links to Arsenal. Would you entertain that kind of thing? And he was like, yeah, I couldn't say no to Arsenal because he wants to move to the Premier League. So 
yes, Matt, you're absolutely right to raise that. Um, Deep Kundu says, Tom, I know Arsenal doesn't like doing too much business in January, but with the difficult fixture schedule, I think we have to. Hope we get the right players in. It would absolutely depend upon um, the state of the squad in January and the players, of course, that are available in the January window. But a Danilo, I think, would be an excellent piece of business for Arsenal to do in January. I think that would make a lot of sense. Quality player, exciting player. Mudrik, maybe. We'd have to wait and see. Uh, Aya says, would it be unreasonable for fans to be patient until our players mature if the club can keep all of our young stars? I feel we're missing a little maturity before we start challenging for titles. Um, look, experience and age are separate. I don't necessarily put age and experience in the same kind of category. you think one would go hand in hand with another, but let's be real. A lot of these players, even though they're young, have been playing at the senior level for a long time. Saka, Odegaard, Smith-Rowe have been playing at the senior level for a while now. Odegaard in particular has been playing since he was 16, 17 years of age. So age doesn't necessarily correspond to experience or maturity. And that's why Odegaard at 23 is our club captain. We've got players like Partey and Xhaka and even Zinchenko and Jesus at 25 are experienced with four Premier League titles under their belts. So... I don't think it's necessarily unreasonable that fans want to see us challenging for titles in the space of the next two years. I think that that's absolutely fair. And I think that we've got a squad that's still a bit of a coiled spring that is going to hopefully unleash its energy on the league in the coming seasons. Um, that's what I'm hopeful for. But I think there is an underrated amount of experience in this group. Uh, James says, do you think all these injuries are from intensive training sessions? I seem to remember this being a problem in the mid-2010s under Steve Bold. Enjoy your honeymoon, mate. Well-deserved. Thanks, pal. Um, I think that injuries are always going to be part of, of football. It is what it is. Players are going to get injured in training, yes. In games, yes. Intensity to get the fine margins and improve those fine margins is always going to be refined. It's always going to become more intense in some situations. So we can't necessarily criticise training methods at this point in time. Lots of teams get injuries. You look at Liverpool uh, in particular, have always suffered with injuries, and yet they've gone on to win some really big, big things. Arsenal got to deal with injuries, as any club does, by having the strength and depth in their squad to be able to do that. At the moment, there are some areas of the squad that you would say need to be strengthened in terms of the strength and depth that we've got. I'm not talking about backups. I'm talking about bringing in quality competitors like we've done with Vieira, like White and Saliba are for the right centre-back position. You know, a lot of people question the signing of White because we had Saliba. Why did we send Saliba on loan? Because we, he's clearly a quality player. But I love the fact that we've got both White and Saliba. And I think them together have been excellent and they will compete with one another if Tommy Asu or Brooke Norton Cuffey returns and gets into that right-back spot. Depth is absolutely key with what we want to do. Um, David says, uh, hi, Tom. Hello from Canberra, Australia. Have you been watching the HLN documentary? Some good prospects featured, so future looks assured. What are your thoughts? I can't give you my thoughts yet because I'm planning on watching it on the plane. Uh, it's one of my downloads that I'm going to be watching. So I need to make sure I've got some content available to me to tune in for. So I'm going to be watching it on the plane. So I can't give you any thoughts on it yet. I'm tactfully waiting to get more, uh, to give myself some watching to do whilst I'm traveling. Uh, Omar says, there was a stat that Arsenal do not shoot outside of the box. Why do you think that is? We do need goals like Stones against Dortmund. Where do you stand on this? I mean, we have scored goals from outside of the box, potentially that we haven't done it as much as other teams. Um, you think of when Lekonga and Partey were starting together, we used to shoot from outside the box all the time. You think of Saliba's goal recently. You think of Xhaka's goal against Man United recently, you know, at the end of last season. 
We do shoot from outside the box. We don't do it as much as other teams because it's not in our style. We want to create as high of a possibility to score with our chances as possible. That can sometimes lead us to overplaying it at points, which is something that we need to refine and make sure we time our shots and get our better shooting opportunities taken at the right moments. I'm not worried about this at the moment, Omar. It's a fair question because I think long-range shooting has to be part of a team's arsenal, if you like, no pun intended. But yeah, it absolutely uh, is not a concern for me right now. So I wouldn't worry too much. Uh, Ronald says, would you go for Douglas Louise or Tillemans in January or wait for a top centre mid in the summer? Obviously, I would, if you can say that I can guarantee myself to get a top potentially world-class central midfielder in the summer, I personally would wait. That said, if you're able to go and get some reinforcement and some competition in the form of Douglas Louise or Tillemans in January... It certainly wouldn't do Arsenal any harm to be able to go and do that. It's going to be an intriguing winter window. Um, we'll, of course, restart the Arsenal transfer shows in the morning around December time when we start building up to that January window. But yeah, it's going to be intriguing to see what ends up happening. Um, Lynn says Salzburg played 18 of 19, uh, 18 and 19-year-olds last night and they are, power, they are on par with Chelsea's experienced players. Look, Rebel Salzburg are... You know, outside of Arsenal, the team that I follow the most um, because I love looking through kind of the the youth development, the program there. I actually wrote a piece yesterday about, I think it might be coming out at 11 today, um, this morning over on Football London, kind of about how Chelsea at the moment are being linked with Christoph Freund, who is the uh, kind of, he's an executive at Salzburg and has been credited with a lot of the work that they've done to try and bring through youth. If they want to go out and get Christoph Freund, obviously there's a, a slight frustration because I know how good he is at talent identification. Yeah, it comes out at 11 a.m. this morning, so you'll be able to read it then. But if Chelsea want to go and follow the Red Bull model, I have no problem with that. No problem with that at all. Because if you told me that Arsenal, despite my appreciation and joy of kind of watching, experiencing and following the Red Bull model grow, if you told me that Arsenal were going out and going through the Red Bull model, I would be fuming. I would not be happy with that at all. Why would I want Arsenal to adopt a model that is all about developing a young player and then selling your best players on for huge profits? Because that's what the Rebel Salzburg model is. You know, they're able to dominate their league because they stand out and have a lot more money than everybody else in their league. So they're able to get into the Champions League, which then as a kind of positive feedback loop, gives you even more money, makes you stand out even more as they get further in the competitions. And they've gone quite far in certain European competitions in recent years as well. And they surprise a lot of people. I don't think they're a surprise package anymore. People know how good Salzburg are. Um, but Arsenal... And Chelsea should be in a position where they are looking to buy the best talent. Yes, you want to pick up young talent, but you want them to develop and get to the point where they're not going to move on, you know, at Arsenal. The thing with Salzburg is if you're able to buy 18, 19-year-olds and use them in your team, get them used to the way that you play, you can't do that as well if you send them out on loan. I know that Chelsea have a really great record of sending players out on loan and selling. They've already got a good record of selling. We know that. They are starting to fall away a little bit. Manchester City are certainly starting to take over in that respect, certainly above Chelsea right now, I would say, in terms of a selling reputation. Man City have overtaken Chelsea in the last couple of seasons. But I don't want Arsenal taking on a Red Bull model. You know, I don't want us buying and selling players at that kind of rate. I don't want us losing players at that kind of rate. And no, not only that, but Chelsea have got to deal with the, the fact of having a lot more restrictions than Salzburg have. Salzburg have a great scouting network in Africa, which I think I talked about yesterday, which 
you know, Chelsea can't use because of work permit issues. Uh, Salzburg have got the links with other Red Bull clubs. And yes, they lose a lot of their players to RB Leipzig. But even RB Leipzig lose best players as well. Now, Bicater going to Liverpool. Deo Upamecano going to Bayern Munich. Um, and Marcel Savitza. Uh, and um, the Chelsea one as well. Oh, why has he escaped my brain? Why... Uh, Timo Werner, of course, who joined from Stuttgart to RB Leipzig, but of course was at that RB project and then was sold. He's come back and they've made a profit somehow and got the player back and he started to score again because Chelsea didn't know how to use him properly. But uh, yeah, look, it's mad. So if Chelsea want to go out and use the Red Bull model, be my guest is my answer to that. Be my guest. Um, Moyn says, uh, we don't have any good finishers, to be honest. Is Jesus not a good finisher? Is Nketiah not a good finisher? The thing about Nketiah is I, I think saying that he's not a good finisher is harsh. And that's what you are saying. You know, you're saying we don't have any good finishers. So you're saying Nketiah is not a good finisher. I think you put Nketiah in the right place at the right time in the box. You're giving the ball in the box. He's good. He's clinical. I think if you have Jesus in the box, he's clinical. So I do disagree. I, I think we do have a couple of really good finishers. We could have better. I'm not saying that. I definitely think we could improve our finishing. Because if, as you've used the example of the United game, if we were better at finishing, like Erdegaard in particular, we would have won that game probably at a canter. So we do need to improve. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't, I don't think it's fair to say we have no good finishes because I think the Jesus and Nketiah are. I just think the Saka and Martinelli need to be better, and Erdegaard, of course, as well. Um, Let's go to Daniel, who says, unpopular opinion, but if the Brentford game got called off, as annoying as that would have been, I wouldn't have minded the extra break for us, especially after United's loss and injuries. What are your thoughts? Um, Daniel, it's absolutely a fair theory that the more games you have off, the more rest you have. The problem for me with that is that I think I would prefer Arsenal to have responded to the United game before playing Spurs. And I know we've had the Zurich game, which we won, but it was not an comfortable victory we need to go and get some momentum from Brentford to go into the Spurs game to give us the best opportunity they're playing against someone um at <laughs> the weekend let me have a quick check typing it frantically into the chat playing against Leicester at home so you'd think they're going to win their game against Leicester I don't want to go up against the Spurs side that have built up some momentum without us having responded to that United game so I'm glad we've got a game Am I glad it's away at Brentford? Not particularly. Would I have rather we had the Everton game as well? Yes, because I think we could have won that game quite comfortably. Even the PSV game at home, we could have really built up ahead of steam again, got three or four wins in a row before that Spurs game. It's not going to give us the best opportunity, but Brentford coming back, I think, is a good thing. So for me, momentum going into that Spurs game is important, but I absolutely understand your point of view about rest. Uh, Afsar says, would you have taken Graham Potter as manager? Oh, the question that has finally returned to the TGT chat box. If you've been listening to the show for a couple of years, you'll know that I was not a big fan of Graham Potter at all. That when it was Arteta's kind of really lowest points after Villarreal during that 10-game run where we won one game in 2020-21, and I remember being sitting there like, yeah, no, are you kidding? Are you really going to get rid of Arteta for Graham Potter? Like, what are you on about? This guy won one league game at home, ironically, against us in 2020. He's a good coach. My opinion has changed on Graham Potter. I think he's done a brilliant job at Brighton. It's going to be intriguing how he gets on at Chelsea. Not the best start, but not an easy game against Salzburg, of course. And it's a very, very different squad. 
I don't know how it's going to work out, but it's certainly going to be an intriguing test to see how a, uh, a manager like Potter, who, let's be real, Chelsea haven't really had since probably Andre Villas-Boas in terms of kind of a potential coach who's done some things at smaller clubs and then moved over. So I'm not saying that Villas-Boas and Potter are uh, similar in terms of style or management um, or even age necessarily, but I do think that Andre Villas-Boas in terms of kind of you know, he's, he's earned his stripes a bit before making that move, but has never managed at a really big, big club before this step. You know, I think that's as close as it could get. I know they've had the likes of Sarri, who was at Napoli, but did a really good job at Napoli and then didn't work out as well at Chelsea, even though he beat Arsenal in a Europa League final. So, yeah, it's going to be intriguing what happens. Uh, would I have taken Potter? Not over Arteta. No, he wasn't worth getting rid of for Potter. Um, but uh, it will be interesting to see how he gets on at Chelsea. Um, let's go to Martin. Hi, Tom. I'm finding 8 a.m. a tad inconvenient just now. It's 10 a.m. here where I am, and it's very hot, so I'm finding the start time coinciding with my need to get in the pool and cool off. Well, Martin, I hope you're having a fantastic time wherever you are, um, and you can absolutely listen back to this if you want to. Um, let's go to Only Roll 60s. He says, I wish Brentford got called off purely because I'm off the beer this month. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to actually go as teetotal as I can as possible. It probably will fail over the honeymoon, but after I get back from the honeymoon and a couple of other things that are planned, I'm going to try and I'm going to try my best to uh, take out the alcohol from the diet. I think it's going to be a good post wedding, post honeymoon diet tip for me. That's for sure. Uh, let's go to. Uh, VW says there's 679 of you watching, but we've only got 104 likes. What's that about? Come on, guys. Let's get the likes up. Let's try and get this as high as we can. I know it's not been the transfer window, and I know that we've not been tuning in as regularly, but uh, I really appreciate those that have stuck with us over this time. It means so much that you continue to support the channel, and I hope that you'll do that and continue to watch the 8am shows even when I'm not actually here and they are the pre-recorded honeymoon series that are coming out very soon. Uh, Farid says, Tom, what are your thoughts on our players being injured? Our club isn't concentrating on the physical side of the game. Look at Bayern's players are jacked. They go lean and weak, but develop into monsters. Arsenal are absolutely focused on the physicality side. You look at the players that we've signed in the last two, three summer transfer windows. You look at Thomas Partey. You look at Gabriel. These are more physical players. You look at White, Tommy Asu. You know, more physical players coming into the team is absolutely on the agenda of this club to improve. You look at, I mean, even you look at Jesus. Jesus is out muscling Mings. He's out muscling the big defenders. He's a leader. Zinchenko as well coming in technically brilliant. The club are certainly concentrating on the physical side of the game. Injuries is a part and parcel of clubs. It happens. It sucks but it happens. Is it happening to Arsenal more than other teams? It's difficult for me to give you a, defini a definitive answer on that because, you know, because my, my concentration is so heavy on Arsenal that to me, it might feel like we're getting more injuries than everybody else. But actually, if I was following football more broadly, maybe I would not feel the same way. I'm aware that, you know, the likes of Leicester and Liverpool have suffered with significant injury problems. But because I'm so focused on Arsenal, it probably feels to me a lot more like that isn't the case. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, and hopefully our injury issues improve. The issues we've, we've had are kind of the reoccurring things like Partey, Smith-Rowe, Tierney. These guys have had reoccurring problems. That's not new injuries happening. That's just naturally players that are injury-prone suffering from more injuries. I don't think that's necessarily Arsenal neglecting to look at the physical side of the game. They just have their players that are, unfortunately, 
suffering more with problems that um, we would rather hope that they didn't. But yeah, that's that's not our fault. That's just unfortunately what it is. Um, we are going to round things off there. Uh, do come and join me again at 10 a.m. UK time over on the Arsenal way. We always do those shows Monday to Friday at 10. So do come and join us indeed. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning on this channel uh, for two more days before the honeymoon series starts so do make sure you do set your alarms as per for 8am UK time and uh, I hope you enjoy the Europa League action tonight Arsenal aren't involved of course but it will give us an opportunity to potentially look at some other future potential opponents so there's more football to watch there's more football to enjoy and uh, I will see you at 10am over on the Arsenal way and tomorrow morning fit and bright and early here have a fantastic Thursday and as always up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.